Hey, it's 5:05 on Wednesday, January 11th, 2023, from the Source Podcast Network in New York City. This is your host, Bogey Huang. Stories in today's episode come from Derek Weeks in Maryland on "School Is Out for 31,000 Students," Katie Craig in California on Microsoft and ChatGPT, a bit on the future. Katie Gregg in Virginia on Mint Mobile taking on ChatGPT to write a commercial. Edwin Kwan in Australia on critical vulnerabilities in connected cars. Today's episode begins with our executive producer Mark Miller in New York City on what's going on with the airlines now. Let's get to it. I'm supposed to fly to Houston tomorrow. If you're following today's news. You know why I've got a knot in my stomach. This is Mark Miller in New York City with an update on the FAA shutdown of all flights in the United States this morning. Have you heard of the flight misery map on Flightware.com? It's exactly what it sounds like—a map of the United States showing all canceled or delayed flights. I was doing a quick check on the status of my flight and saw this message: the FAA said. It has ordered all airlines to pause domestic departures until 9 a.m. Eastern to allow the agency to validate the integrity of flight and safety information. Validate the integrity of flight and safety information. Uh-oh! Looks like someone hacked into a system somewhere. No, it just turns out there was an FAA systems failure, according to the FAA. A safety system outage left pilots, airlines, and airports without crucial safety information. Well, that certainly should keep planes on the ground. As of 1:19 p.m. Eastern Time, things are gradually coming back up on the airlines, and the planes are, you know, queuing up to take off. The usual cabal of politicians are screaming for heads and accountability. You kind of expected that, right? One of the more interesting tangents this story opens up is: Did you know the FAA doesn't have a permanent head at this point? That was supposed to be fixed with the nomination of Philip A. Washington, but wouldn't you know it? The clown circus came to D.C. last week, so there wasn't time to confirm the nomination. Now that things have calmed down, I'm pretty confident I'll get to Houston tomorrow. But who knows? You know, with the Southwest fiasco and now the FAA pseudo meltdown, maybe third time's a charm, and I'll be grounded tomorrow. If I am, you'll surely hear about it. This is Edwin Kwan from Sydney, Australia. Smart cars are great. They allow you to remotely lock and unlock your car, start or stop the engine, provide the car's GPS location. Flash the headlights and honk the horn from any location. It could be using the manufacturer's provided mobile app or via their web app. However, if those web apps and APIs had vulnerabilities, then it could also allow attackers to do those same actions to your car from anywhere in the world. Sam Curry wrote an article. On the vulnerabilities he found, and discovered that sometimes all it takes to get access is to know the vehicle's VIN number 
or the victim's email address. Check out the article and find out how secure is your car. For the past few weeks here at the 505 Podcast, we've been discussing ChatGPT. Today's report is all about actor Ryan Reynolds, who you may know for his funny rom-coms or humorous action movies like Deadpool. But really, his resume is a lot bigger. In 2019, he also became a major stakeholder in Mint Mobile, a mobile virtual network operator that leases wireless telephone and data services from major cellular providers in the United States. More importantly, he is known for his hilarious commercials, which I greatly appreciate. So why is he making today's report? Not one to shy away from new technology, Reynolds recently released a commercial in which he asked ChatGPT to write a commercial that had to meet several criteria. It must be in the voice of Ryan Reynolds, use a joke, a curse word, and let people know that Mint Mobile's holiday promo is still ongoing. The results, as said by the actor himself, eerie and mildly terrifying. Why? Because it hit all of his criteria. As marketing continues to evolve, I think we will start seeing more and more companies looking to chat GPT for its advertising potential. Check out the ad in the show notes. And if you want more information on what ChatGPT is, check out Katie Craig's report on January 4th to learn more. This is Katie Grigg in Alexandria, Virginia. Microsoft invested around $1 billion in OpenAI back in 2019 and is looking to integrate it into its office suite of products from Outlook and Word to PowerPoint. This is Katie Craig in San Diego, California. OpenAI is currently seeking funding at a valuation of $29 billion based on Microsoft's intent to include it in Bing, too. This is the first real threat to Google search in two decades, prompting a Gmail developer to tweet that OpenAI would render Google obsolete in two years. He also believes AI will do to Google what Google did to the Yellow Pages. While some people fear the mistakes, coded bias, and jobs AI could replace, Microsoft views AI as the future of office productivity, and I couldn't agree more. As an adjunct professor in my other hustle, I see this as another tool to free humans from toil and tedium. Let the robots do the repetitive, mind-numbing work so humans can be free to innovate. AI is still just algorithms, after all, and machines cannot replace human ingenuity. This is Katie Craig. Stay safe out there. It's Wednesday, January 11th in Des Moines, Iowa, and 31,000 students are not going to school. You might think, hey, this is typical for an Iowa school in the Midwest in the middle of winter. There must be a massive snowstorm that came through and blocked safe access to the schools for all of those students, school buses, or parents that drop kids off in the morning. But no, today is something different. I'm Derek Weeks, reporting from the heart of Little America. Two days ago, the Des Moines Public School System tweeted out that access to the internet, Wi-Fi, and various networked systems at the school buildings and district offices are either offline or had intermittent access throughout the day. Their telephone service was working, but they apologized for any inconvenience and said that they would provide updates. The nature of the outage in the Des Moines public school system was a cybersecurity attack. If you're a parent like me, with kids going to school, you recognize how reliant the school systems now are on the computers 
and their internet for providing education to students. Their classes are sometimes online, the coursework is online, their homework's online, the school's grading system and communication systems are all online. Without access to these systems, schoolwork basically comes to a halt. 89 such cybersecurity attacks have been targeted toward the U.S. education sector in the last year, including 44 universities, colleges, and school districts, where attackers have stolen data from victims' networks and often implemented ransomware attacks. In cases like this, I'm sure that 31,000 students are pretty happy that they don't have to attend preschool, middle school, or high school because of the cyber attack. But think about the disruption to all of those school workers. Over 5,000 employees are not reporting to work today. Think about all the parents that have their lives disrupted because they now have to manage kids not going to school in addition to whatever they do in their daily jobs. These are major disruptions to organizations that can't always afford the latest and best cybersecurity tools, practices, or processes for the infrastructure that they're trying to protect that's critical to our children's education. Here's hoping the systems are back online soon in Des Moines, Iowa, and kids can return to their normally scheduled programs as well as parents can get a little bit of their days back again. That's it for today's open source and cybersecurity updates. For direct links to all stories and resources mentioned in today's episode, go to 505updates.com, where you can listen to our growing library of over 50 episodes. You can also download the transcript of all episodes for easy reference. 505 is a sourced networks production with updates available Monday through Friday on your favorite audio streaming platform. Just search for It's 505. Thank you to Mark Miller, Edwin Kwan, Katie Gregg, Katie Craig, and Derek Weeks for today's contributions. The executive producer is Mark Miller. The editor and the sound engineer is Poki Huan. Music for today's episode is by Blue Dot Sessions. We use this script for spoken text editing and Audacity to layer in the soundscapes. The show distribution platform is provided by Captivate.fm. This is Poki Huang. See you tomorrow at 5.05.